okay. I believe in you. Okay, so I'm Vicky. My Twitter handle is NitroCherry with the underscore at the end. And um, I'm doing this because there are no good Trigo podcasts. There really isn't one, to be honest. Other one failed miserably. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And um, I guess you guys can go ahead. Uh, well, I'm Colton, and um, I, I do kind of my own Gintama podcast on the side, uh, Life Lessons, the Gintama Manga Cast. And uh, I just fairly recently got into Toriko, and I was like, hey, yeah, let's talk about Toriko, and that's how I got on here. My professional name is Dame Dr. Foxy Brown. Um, you can find me at Dame Dr. Foxy B on Twitter. I am the co-host of way too many podcasts for my own mental health. And I'm in on this podcast because after, I don't know, like two years of following Vicky on Twitter, I decided to finally read Toriko. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I'm surprised you guys survived my Twitter. I See, the, the thing is that's, that's different from my experience with you to my experience with other people is like your tweets became background noise after a while <laughs> to where i didn't notice it okay but with some other people it was just really irritating when they would continue to talk about the same series over and over that i didn't care about oh my god <laughs> so i can't really explain why i kept following you maybe because we had outside of torque we had like interactions that were pleasant okay that's good to know and it was like frequent enough for it to not be annoying oh cool i'm glad <laughs> okay um i guess the well the point of this is just to talk about Toriko. i guess sort of analyze it and like talk about things that we like and that's pretty much it i mean that's that's what a podcast is i guess that's the my idea of it anyway um, I guess what to expect, just analyzing, like I said, nothing, nothing too special. We're not going to have like contests and kickstarters and stuff. This is a baby podcast. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess we could just go ahead and just talk about something or anything. Well, I, I remember when I first got into Toriko, um, I actually got through or through. I got into Toriko actually through the uh, English Shonen Jump because uh, I had been buying it for a while when I was like in middle school or something. And then um, I remember I, I stopped buying it for a while for some reason. And then I just randomly picked it back up again. And the first issue that I picked up just happened to have like the second chapter of Toriko because they were, I think they were running like the first three chapters or something. And, um, I, that second chapter, I believe, is when uh, Toriko's actually fighting the uh, 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 the Gara Gator. And uh, I remember reading that and thinking, oh my god, this is the coolest thing I have ever read, ever. And just, I was, I was pretty, I was instantly hooked reading that first chapter, second chapter, I guess. And after that, I'm like, okay, when is this coming out? And I bought the first volume right as soon as... Um, I found it at Borders, you know, when that existed. Um, and then um, I didn't actually start for real following it until probably until um, just like 
Foxy, until I started talking to you on Twitter. And you had been tweeting about it so much, and I'm like, I'm, I, th- I think I'm finally gonna just start reading it from the beginning. And then, um, well, I mean, I, I guess I kind of also got into it through the anime because I, I did watch the anime first, um, which I really liked the anime for a while, but, um, you know, of course, with a lot of Toei animation or Toei animated shows, uh, show, uh, at some point does really drop in quality. And you can tell that um, late later in the series, as with again a lot of Toei Animation shows, they really like to pad for time and do a lot of filler. And um, not that Toriko has a lot of filler, but it has enough to where you can tell, yeah, they're 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 running out of material almost. Yeah, I remember I I dropped the anime at some point, and I'm just like, I'm just gonna read the manga because I know it's better. I don't know why I like I literally watched the anime weekly for like two years i think oh my god yeah i know i'm a trooper <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that, that's pretty much how i got into toriko okay um i guess i can go next because your i feel like yours foxy is kind of like a short history <laughs> yeah i don't i don't have a long in-depth story it is just like she's been railing about this for a long time and she's always talking about people being bad friends and not reading the stuff that she talks about. So I'm like, yeah, it's on the internet. The internet is free for me. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, for me, I I feel like I always say this story, like, at least once or twice on my Tumblr. But, like, I saw it the first time when I was, I went to Japan for, like, two weeks. And I, I was, like, really adamant about buying Shonen Jump there. Because, I guess, no, we still had print jump here, but I was just like, oh, I gotta, got jump. I gotta go buy jump. I, like, I literally <laughs> ran off the tour bus one day and ran through the rain to buy jump. <laughs> and then I was, like, I was skimming through it, and I was looking for One Piece and Gintama. And then, like, I saw Toriko, and I, I didn't know what it was at the time, because they don't write it in English, like, the title. And I was just like, who's this big guy? Like, why does he look like that? And then I saw Komatsu, and I was like, he's not that good looking, but he's, like, normal size. <laughs> so I looked at it for a little bit, and then I, like, forgot about it. And then, like, a year later, I saw it again in the English Shonen Jump. And I was like, it's that big guy again. I have to read this. So I'm reading it, and I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. And then I forgot about it again. <laughs> and then in college, I finally started using Twitter more. And then, um... This guy was like, oh, Toriko's getting an anime. And I was like, oh, I like Toriko. Like, I want to like read the manga so I'm ready for the anime. So I spent like my whole winter break watching Gintama and reading Toriko at the same time. And so because the Gintama anime was coming back again or something like that. So I was like getting ready. And then I caught up and I was like wild about it. I'm still wild about it, but I feel like it's sort of like in waves now. I don't know. I don't know if you guys can tell. <laughs> But yeah, I, it took me a little while to really get into it, but yeah, that's my Toriko history. <laughs> um, I guess, what else? I don't know, like, we to talk about um, when it really picks up, I guess. Because, like, of course, I feel like every manga has, like, a sort of dry start. Yeah, definitely. So, like... I don't know. I guess because the shock value at first with all the wild, like, different animals and stuff. You're like, okay, this is cool. But then, like, every time I go back to reread, I'm like, I don't really want to read this part. I'm going to skip to the good <laughs> stuff. 
Yeah, I've actually, I, I mean, I, I think I've been pretty, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I've, I've been pretty, uh, I've, I've, I've spoken on where, where I think Toriko kind of picks up, and I've talked about, you know, my least favorite parts of the series, but I, I'm actually kind of curious, so where, where, where do you think the manga picks up, Beaky? Um, honestly, like, it does get interesting in the Regal Mammoth arc for me, like, that's still kind of early. But, um, I, like, this one guy told me Ice Hell is really good. And then when I got there, I was like, yeah, he's right. Ice Hell is, like, the peak of, like, the first act. <laughs> and then I guess it's sort of, like, it's kind of a lull until um, Zebra gets back. I mean, gets into the picture. And it's funny to me because, like, they hype him up so much. And I was, like, so scared to see Zebra. I know. I like, oh, God, he's going to be a huge asshole. <laughs> I mean, he's, he still kind of is, but he's likable. Somehow. Yeah. I don't know how... how was, He's just one of the best kings that before, though. I think it's probably just because of how he balances uh, with the other three. But yeah, for me, it, it's not that I wasn't interested, I'd say. It just was kind of like I was just pressing, you know, right until Ice Hell. And I was like, okay, this is something I can get behind. And it sort of just, like, spiraled from there. Yeah, I don't know what, I feel like, I'm trying to think, like, what makes Icehell so great? Because I always go back and look at it, and I'm like, this is the best part. And then, I, like, I still get all, like, nervous, and even though I know what's going to happen. I'm like, look at him, he's covered in bugs. <laughs> so I mean, I think because Icehell wanted to introduce a bunch of other characters, um... But it also had that, like, your life is on the line kind of thing. For real, for real. Um, oh, yeah. And I think that's why it picked up for a lot of people there. Yeah, because, yeah, like, in the beginning, everything else feels kind of, like, easy. Cerebral's just, like, punching things, and then he's fine. And then, like, even when with the Griego Mammoth, like, he, he basically dies at that point. He gets his neck broken, he goes through some walls, and then he just happens upon the jewel meat, so it's like, oh, he's fine, he, we're gonna make it. But then, like, ice hell happened, and it's like, oh, I'm not too sure about this, he lost an arm. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I mean, for me, personally, watching the anime, even, even watching the Regal Mammoth arc in the anime, I was still, I, I was still on the edge of my seat, because, I mean, in retrospect... Looking back on it, uh, it's it's not as dire, or the stakes aren't as dire in that arc as they are in the Ice Hell arc. But I still feel like, um, I, I still feel like that arc in general is very exciting to read and experience in general. Uh, but I do agree that Ice Hell's probably uh, probably where it picks up the most because um, I feel like the fights in that arc are especially great. Um, Tommy Rod versus Toriko is probably the probably the highlight of that entire arc and and e- even even in the anime where where like uh, Toriko loses his arm and Toei tries to censor that shit by just having smoke just, yeah like I, I could totally tell what they were trying to do there but I didn't care because I thought that fight was still really fucking cool yeah it still looked good and like I've, I've probably watched it like three times now and I was just like it's still really like good I mean I feel like they were like okay let's Use all of the animation right here <laughs> to go like wild faces. 
Like, I feel like um, compared to the manga, obviously, the manga is a lot... Um, like, I, I don't even really know how to describe it. Like, I feel like um, a lot of the imagery and the facial expressions of a lot of characters in the manga are a lot more... Uh, are a lot scarier, a lot creepier, uh, or grittier than compared to the anime, because obviously it's it's animated by Toei. It's yeah. uh, it's it's going to be a little watered down <laughs> compared to its original source yeah. material. Um, but yeah, still, uh, I, either way, I still really like that arc. It's, it's, a, it's a great ride. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Cause I feel like, um, I don't know why Shimabu decided to make Toriko not like super ugly because he can make really terrible faces, but then like, he just goes back to, back to normal and he's like normal looking and, and then like, I'll, I'll look at like his older work and like the main character was just butt ugly. <laughs> and I was like, this guy is capable of, like, creating some really gruesome faces. And then, I don't know, I guess for, like, to add more shock value, to make it more, like, like stark against, like, his, like Trico resting, like, he's normal. He's he's always wearing shorts and a tank top and, like, sandals. Like, he looks like a bum. <laughs> and then, like, when he's serious, it's like, okay, I need to go hide in a bomb shelter or something. So, Yeah. Definitely, like, the manga definitely has a lot more grittiness to it. I don't know why Toei, I mean, the only reason Toei probably picked it up was so that they could have that stupid Dream 9 crossover. Because yeah, um, the OVA for Tariko was done by, like, what was it, UFO Table? Yeah, the OVA was incredible. Yeah, it was great. And then, like, it had everyone had, like, the right look, like, the right vibe to them. And Toei is just, I mean... Toriko's, he's, he's not always scary, but, like, Toei made him too, uh... Too... He's, like, sometimes he's too cuddly, I guess. If, I, <laughs> if like, you could say that. No, I, I definitely agree. Because <laughs> there are times where, like, the lead animator makes his face fatter, and his eyes are bigger. <laughs> I'm just like, this is not the Toriko that I know. <laughs> I mean, as, as much as I love One Piece, um... Yeah, like I mean, I I remember watching uh, that first crossover that they had, um, and I I really enjoyed it, uh, just cause. Um, but I I remember I think they had like another crossover sometime after that after the Toriko anime had been out for a year, and I remember thinking that I don't know, like that that one was at that point I could tell that they were really trying to kind of milk it for all it's worth, and it just. Yeah. I I don't know. I just I didn't enjoy it as much as the first crossover. But then again, crossovers crossovers really aren't what they're cracked up to be um when you get down right to it. Yeah, that's true. I I feel the same way. Like I watched the first one and I was like, "Oh, this is funny because like they they meet each other." And I thought they were going to follow the manga version, but they didn't. But it was funny because like Trigo picks up Chopper and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna eat this." <laughs> and I was like, "Please do." <laughs> and then they're like, and then he spoke, and then Trigo was like, "Wait, what the fuck?" <laughs> but then like the second one was kind of a hot mess and had the I feel like the animation was even worse than usual. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh my god. And then um yeah, definitely Toei is just I mean like don't they have enough money off of Dragon Ball Z like I, I think Toei's problem is Toei makes shows for a particular audience and that yeah. audience just happens to be small children and they've had a lot of success pandering to the junior demographic or whatever 
So everything they pick up, they're going to kind of go, okay, now how can we apply the Toei filter to this? <laughs> and inevitably, that's what ends up happening. Yeah, that's true. It just it doesn't make sense to me that you would pick up a series where people die and then like go, okay, how can we make this as emotionally unimpactful as possible? <laughs> I, yeah. I, I kind of wish Toriko got picked up by Madhouse. Yeah, me too. But someone told me, like, Madhouse doesn't really do... I don't know, I forget what he told me, but then I was like, but they have Hunter Hunter, and I'm like, Toriko's like a couple, like, probably two or three, four, maybe notches below it, and I'm like, they could probably do a good job if they if they had the chance to. I mean, I think before Hunter Hunter, they had the longest series they'd done was Monster, so I don't think they usually, well, I guess Batman, but I don't think they usually do long series. Oh, okay, okay. And it was just probably like a special situation, as in they could they could see the amount of money they were gonna make. Yeah. And we're like, okay, let's do this. Um, I'm I'm kind of glad Toriko ended uh, a couple of months back. Otherwise, I feel like um, I feel like with with the new Sailor Moon reboot coming up, they probably would have put all of their resources into that to the point where a lot of their shows probably are are probably gonna drop in quality. Yeah, I and, feel the same way. And I'm sure One Piece would have gotten a little bit of that, but I feel like Toriko would have probably gotten that a lot worse. Yeah. It's still really young. I mean, uh, I was just looking at um, what the little the little blurbs that the authors leave behind in Shonen Jump. Yeah. And Shimabukuro was like, oh, I can't believe I made it to six years. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. I mean, it's still a great accomplishment. I mean... Some things get cut before the year the year mark. So, yeah, I've I remember uh, I've I've kept up with Jump series online that have lasted for not even twenty chapters. It's it's a really sad sight to see. Yeah, it's it's pretty hard to like keep up. I guess I mean it's bad enough that their schedules are so like cramped, and then you gotta appease the audience. I don't I really don't know how like something like um, Reborn lasted so long. <laughs> Like the first sixty chapters are awful. <laughs> I can't believe I read past that, but yeah. I mean, all you have to do is stick to the jump formula as closely as possible, and your series will stay in Shonen Jump because yeah, people true. will flip through it and be like, "Okay, this looks exactly like nine hundred other things I've read. This is good," as opposed to like things that, um are way out of the ordinary to the point where how did this even end up in Jump? Um, it doesn't go as well for them. Yeah. I, I feel like you could probably stick to the Jump formula um, and still gain an audience as long as you um, as, as long as you can somehow find a way to uh, maybe try to approach it differently without approaching it differently if that makes any sense. I kind of I understand what you're saying because I feel like Toriko is really like standard but then at the same time it has it has this like charm to it that makes it a little more like it makes it stand out a little more at least to me yeah i I feel like it's i mean it handles itself better because i feel like i don't want to talk about one piece too much but like i feel like one piece tries to touch on like darker or deeper themes and doesn't handle it as well and then meanwhile i feel like turiko has like one theme and it like Hold, it like holds on to that and doesn't deviate too much 
and it's like it's still itself in a way like i don't know i feel like the main theme is like community family eating together even though on the outside it's let's punch everything eat everything blow stuff up at the same time it's like we're gonna eat at the same table only people who eat at the same table are gonna succeed and stuff like it sounds silly but then like you're thinking to yourself like gotta have each other's backs it's that main shonen theme of like friendship and stuff it's it's silly but i feel like it's also very genuine at the same time yeah totally I feel like like other things just lose their way. They get so like caught up in like hype and like theatrics. It's like whatever happened to my friends. Like now it's just like oh who's stronger isn't that? And I don't know. This doesn't feel right. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think the the problem that other series runs runs into comes down to like expectations placed on them. Like, when people keep telling you that, you know, what you do is better than everybody else, then you feel like, okay, well, if they're only doing, like, basic themes, I need to talk about civil rights because it's important that my audience learn about that. And sometimes you you end up setting a trap for yourself because you've um, you've outstripped, like, your ability to actually write. Um well, basically, you're not good enough to tell this story, but you think you are. And then halfway through, you realize, oh, my God, I'm not as good as I thought I was. Yeah. And you're kind of stuck trying to finish it off because uh, obviously you write um, for a weekly publication and you can't scrap an arc in the middle of it. Yep. So you kind of just have to try and play it out and hope your audience forgets about it. Yeah. And I think we we pro- that probably happens far more often than we notice. Um, it's just that some people are better at changing directions midstream, so that the audience comes away feeling like, okay, that was the plan all along. Um, whereas in others, you could clearly see like, dude ran into a wall at this chapter, and couldn't figure out how to reasonably write himself out of it. Yeah, I was I was about to say that too, but like if you're an actual good writer you find a way or if, i guess if you have a good enough reputation and you can just like do some bs in the middle of it it's like oh well he, he's just gonna blast a hole through this wall or just walk through it or something random i feel like it's just like i don't know i feel like bleach does that there's just random ass pulls to say so <laughs> but yeah what else i want to say oh besides like ice hell i feel like even even though everything else is like pretty chill, like pretty good, but then like the cooking festival happened, and then everything was just crazy awesome. Like I don't know, I feel like the four beast arc was trying to be a crazy awesome, but then I was just like, mm. yeah, um, <laughs> I hate the four beast arc. Yeah, try try watching the animated version of it. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I think that the cooking festival is interesting to me because one. I really like his art style. They're kind of like one of my biggest complaints um, about the series on the whole. It's probably something that other people really like because it makes them feel included and whatnot. But I don't really like the fan submitted creatures. Oh, you don't? Like partly because it it's kind of very easy to tell that it's not his style. And also like the, the creatures that he makes himself all have like these backstories and seem connected to the world. 
Oh. But the fan stuff is just kind of like slapped there. I mean, it it's cool because, you know, the fans get to feel included. And also he doesn't have to come up with all of the monsters. But it's very easy to tell like when something is a plot related a monster and when something is just I mean other than the fact that their name goes beneath it and something is just like a fan created thing um, but I really like the, the cooking one because you get um, all the different chefs because all along you get this reminder that the chefs are really important to the world um, but you see so few of them outside of Komatsu and then you get to see like this wide group of the most talented chefs in the world um, and then they get to display for a short time what they can actually do before everything goes to hell. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was cool, too, because, like, they also point out that some of them used to be gourmet hunters or um, they became their own gourmet hunter. And so they can do both jobs. So you, they don't really need to have a partner. And then um, what else? Just like, you know, just seeing different people come in and then. Finally get to see Nakaume, even though he's basically like Kamatsu with the ball spot, and then <laughs> just the it feels like there was so much world building, and then like some of it just sort of like gets too far away, and then everything started coming back together again because of the cooking fest. You see like Melk is there, I mean Melk the second, and then the the mafioso guys matching his men, and then like the gourmet knights like. Oh, I didn't forget about these people. They're still here, and they're they're all pretty like good fighters too. And then I'll never get over Starjun being sassy in the tent. And he's like, Drago's like, let's take this outside. And he's like, we're already outside. Burns down the tent. I'll never get over that. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I th- that that's that's something I thought was kind of weird. I don't feel like um now, now that you mentioned Ume, I'm reminded that did I don't feel like he really went anywhere. Like what what was really the point of his character? Um for me like there's like little moments they I feel like the character development is like underdeveloped but this it still happens. So like Kamasu has his own history, but like he mentions it offhand like sometimes when he met Otake in his restaurant, he was like, oh, you're doing so well, this and that. And then Otake shows that he's become this huge douchebag. So Komatsu's like, what happened to you? Like, me, you, and Ume-chan, we were were a team. Like, we all wanted to be something. So, like, you see the back of, like, Ume's head. And then finally one day, um, I guess before the cooking festival, you see this spaceship come back from space. And Naka-Ume... He's been in space for like six Yo, months. I got, I got so confused in that whole thing because I was just like, why did Toba, why did Komatsu change his hair? <laughs> and, oh my god! And, and I love it how you mentioned. Oh, he just comes back from space in a spaceship. <laughs> like how that's just a normal thing, which it totally is. Yeah. So I was like, oh my god, they're going to go to outer space. But yeah, like so he comes back and he's like on an iPad thing, and he's like, oh, Komatsu got in the raking. He's like so happy, and then. They, they meet up and they like cry a lot because they're crybabies. And then, so like right now, he's been kidnapped by Neo. He's not kidnapped by the show guy or Gourmet Corp or whatever. So his hair got longer in the recent, like in the recent chapter they ah, showed okay, him. I see. Yeah, so he's, he's just their hostage. I don't know what they're doing with him. But I guess he's like talented enough that they wanted to keep him. Yeah, can, can we, can we talk about Neo for a second? Because I, I mean, uh, I, I remember when I was reading the Cooking Fest, like, first off, the Cooking Fest arc is just, it's 
balls to the wall crazy all around and it's it's like if i don't know like it, the thing with me is that after reading garara gator and i think probably after uh after the uh melocola arc i feel like i was kind of in a rut with the series a little bit like i wasn't i wasn't not enjoying it but i i just like i don't know like i just felt kind of blah kind of trying to get through it, it probably didn't help that i had already watched a lot of the stuff in the anime and i already knew it was going to happen and that's probably that probably didn't help either but i i feel like the cooking fest kind of like revitalized my excitement and love for toriko a little bit because all this all this crazy shit's going down and i like the the existence of neo i didn't see coming like that was that i thought that was a pretty good twist like i i didn't expect these two giant groups opposing each other to just somehow have these double agents and they're like oh we're gonna do our own thing bye and it's it's just it's it's I, I, I can't even complete a full sentence. It's just it, it was <laughs> one of the one of the greatest things that I had ever witnessed. It's just awesome. It's a, a lot of a lot of characters that I didn't expect to form this other group. Like um, what the what, what's the name of that one guy um, from like the very first chapter with the really weird hairstyle and the purple uh, the purple shirt kind of looks very effeminate, but at the same time not really. <laughs> Oh, uh, Uman. Like just the most insignificant character, or, in the, or the most insignificant characters, just being a part of this larger thing, and it's just, it's 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 great. Um, yeah, that that's how I felt too. Because I was like, in my old like little like group, I guess we were like, why does the fe- the series just feel like it's sort of like ending soon? Like everything felt like it was wrapping up, even though there were so many things that needed to be answered. Still didn't have a, f- a flashback from the Kings at all. And I was just like, yeah, what's going on? So then, like, we were wondering about the Eclipse and the, the cooking festival because they mentioned it offhand. Like, certain things, they, like, drop hints. And then, like, um, what was it? I don't know. It's just, like, they just sort of, like, put little hints everywhere because at one point, um, the colonel from Ice Hell, he speaks to Joa or he says to send a message to Joa. But at the time, like, he, like, you don't know what who that is. And it's just like, okay, whatever. He's just suspect. Like, nobody really cares about this D-bag who just left everybody to die. But then, like, I don't know. It's just, it just felt, I feel the same way. Like, it's, there's certain parts where it, like, kind of drags. And then, like, sometimes I even contemplated, like, dropping for a little bit and coming back. Like, I always say I love Trico to, to, like, hell and back. And I always, like, go off the handle about it. But at the same time, like, I try to keep myself in check. And and people don't probably see that, but I do. And I'm just like, maybe I should just stop reading for a little while. Maybe I should just not talk about it for a little while. But then, like, something little will happen for me. Like, Tariko will make a nice, like, face. Or he'll say something mean to Komatsu, and I'll think it's funny as hell. So I'm just like, okay, I'm going to keep reading. (laughs) But then, but yeah, like, there's a lull. And then, like, especially after Melokola, I feel like... There's so much, like, there's breather chapters, but sometimes there's too many breather chapters yeah, after yeah, a big I, thing. I agree. And then um, the cooking festival happened, and I felt like everything just kept happening, happening. And then even after, and Tariko was depressed, it's like, dang, like, you, you still feel it. 
especially because he just got destroyed. It was awful, <laughs> but awesome at the same time. And then you had the flashback, and like you, like I felt like I wasn't ever gonna know anything about um, Ichiru because they're like they mentioned him um, defeating the four beasts before, but they didn't mention that um, he was Akasha's disciple and. Jiro finished it off in the gourmet world, like he knocked it so well. And then, um, what else? It, yeah, just like those things. I don't know. It's just the hints get dropped here and there, but it's spread out so far that you can't really like pick up on them unless you go back and reread them, which is kind of which kind of sucks. But because I'm crazy and I go back and reread like every other month, I'm just like collect all these ideas and like my my nitro theory that they're aliens and all of this stuff <laughs> they probably are but i don't know but yeah yeah neo was kind of so left field even with little hints and then yeah because when they bring up joa again they, they they actually show like the actual person not the face anyway but after the um casino arc when they're like oh we got to go to the the kingdom talk to that guy the king or whatever and then they go in nobody's there joa had run off already and then the medical is that is that after casino no i think the casino arcs right after oh yeah yeah so later i don't know what part this is somewhere after the casino they show like joa going to the pyramid yeah i remember that i i i always wondered what was I don't know, like that 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 scene makes me wonder just how important that book that Komatsu took from the pyramid is, and whether and whether that's gonna play a part in the story later yeah. or not. And it it might, because if even if Komatsu doesn't have the book on hand anymore, he probably like looked over it a lot, because he's a, a nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he probably knows about a lot of things, and then, so, that's probably another reason why Joel wants him. I was wondering that, about that too because I don't know if it's called them a she or he, but in the official translation they said she, so I'll go by that. So she she saw Starjun holding Kamatsu at the cooking festival, and she was like, "Oh, I need him." And I'm just like, "You're already a talented chef. Like, I don't know if you really need him." But then now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, she probably wants the knowledge that he has from that book, even if he doesn't have the actual book with him at the moment. And then. Yeah. Yeah, I I really hope we kind of get more of that later because I thought that was really interesting. But um, actually, so something I really like about Toriko is that um is what I like about a lot of shonen series. Like I I like I like a shonen series where you have kind of your like new generation of characters, but you still have the older generation of characters that used to go on adventures, like the newer generation of characters. Uh, especially when the older generation is still uh, significant to their growth as people and just kind of helping them along. And uh, I, I feel like I, 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 I think that's, that's probably one of my favorite parts about Toriko is that you have all these older, experienced, rugged characters that have gone through all this shit, but they still have, they still have a job left to do. And it's, it's, it's really interesting to see uh, the kind of stuff that they're trying to do in order to prep the uh, newer generation of characters for what's about to come, and I, I, I really, 
I don't know. I'm I'm kind of a sucker for that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. I, like when they went to go see Setsuno for the first time, and I was like, oh, cool. Like somebody, like an act, like they said she's a living legend. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like you can learn something from her. And then like when she was guiding Kamatsu whenever he came to her for the, about the century suit. And then um, just Ichiru sparring with Tariko and embarrassing him. He was. I love that part so much. Not just because it's like foster father kind of thing and like adoptive father and son whatever. It was more like Tariko was starting to get cocky again. Because like after I saw, I mean, he wasn't really beaten up like spiritually. But then like he he did one thing like he went to, I think he went to... He, it was before he went to the vegetable sky, but he was getting cocky and he was like, you know, I could probably beat you now. And I was just like, mm-hmm. like the way they introduced Ichiro, he was he was acting like he was old and in retirement and couldn't do anything. But then he takes his shirt off and then he's like probably bigger than Tariko. And I'm like, never mind. <laughs> he like destroys him in a fight and punches him in the face. But he was it was funny to me because he was just like, I can show you how to skip across water punches him in the nose it's like good because he was acting like a little d-bag all of a sudden i don't know where i mean he he's never like 100 percent nice but nah. he just started acting out and i was like okay dad needs to put you in the, your, your place you know and then he went to vegetable sky and then when he came back Ichiro already had the leaf he had like tea made from the leaf already oh my god i just like the way he like messes around with them um, it, it makes me think of, like, Garp with Luffy a little bit. Yeah. But I feel like it's more extreme because he's, he's more, he's closer to him. Not just, like, like, ment- like emotionally, but, like, physically, like, he can go see him more freely. Yeah. So he just, like, messes with them. Even though the Four Beast arc was kind of, like, drastic messing with them. Like, oh, you know, I forgot to say that it's not just, it's not four different bodies. It's one body. Yeah, good luck oh, with like, that. Like, there's people involved besides them. Just put the whole town in danger. Whole world in danger. Yeah, Ichiryu is best dad. Yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> but then he dies, so I so, oh. <laughs> but then, I felt like in the the Billion Bird chapters, like, I was like, does Shinobu, like, miss him? Because, like, you could still hint at him, his, like... I guess legacy almost not really, but is still there without having to draw him every five minutes. Like he was, his whole body is there. I'm like, and then like when they drank the egg, he's like drinking it too in the sky, and I was just like, okay, <laughs> not hitting me in the dad feels. But yeah, and speaking of like family ties, I guess. Um, besides my weird theories, but freaking Jiro and Tepe, like. We like that's his grandpa, but who's his dad? Like some people think, um, that the the gangster guy from he like watches the roads. I don't know. Oh, his name's like Goemon or something like that. Yeah. Some people think that's his dad. That's that's Tepe's dad. But I'm like, hmm. well, I mean, they do have the same hair. Yeah, that's, I know, right? That's all we can go by is the hair. But then like they. If you want to, I guess we can go by personality a little bit, because Tepe's kind of like, he, he tries to act cool, but he's a dork too, like everybody else. And then 
if Goemon's his dad, I can see sort of see like a connection because Goemon's kind of dopey because he zones out and uses like his intuition. Yeah. And then, um, well, Jiro, Jiro's younger self, you could see it more, I guess, if if we want to go by personalities. By the way, I love it how I th- I think this was probably one of the best parts of the anime how Tepe is voiced by Vasha Stampede. Oh really? I didn't realize. Yeah, it's the same actor. That that's this. I feel like that's suitable. Yeah, I liked it. I like both his voices because I I watched the dub and the sub. So yeah, it, they're good. I feel I, like, I, I need yeah. I need to watch the dub. The, the dub is pretty decent in my opinion, with all like the dumb food puns and stuff. Oh boy. Um, Tariko gets some like you need some time to get used to Tariko, but. I feel like Kamatsu is perfect. Kamatsu and Sunny definitely. Like you definitely have to listen to Sunny when he's like going off on everybody, and when he yells at Reem and stuff. Oh my god, I love <laughs> Sunny is the best. I mean, like in the anime anyway. I I I think in general, just Sunny is the best. Oh yeah, don't you like Sunny the most? I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Sunny Sunny is probably like my favorite king, next to next to Coco. I love Coco. I liked Coco the most first. Like I didn't care about Toriko. I was like, whatever. Yeah, I I feel like I I like that kind of contrast, where I, I feel like Toriko as a character really isn't all that. Like he's not bad per se, but he's not he's not really all that great compared to uh, compared to the other three kings. I feel like they have a more interesting character, but I feel like that's just a thing with shonen in general, where uh, usually the main character. You know he's the main character, but he's not really. He's he's. You, you have all these side characters that are a lot more interesting to me than the main character. The main character in most shonen series, I feel like, is just is just a way is basically a way for you to meet all these different side characters that probably people like more than the main character. But uh, but yeah, the I I I do like the other three kings a little more than Toriko, but. Again, that's not to say that Toriko isn't a bad character. Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm like, I mean, like, hmm. usually I don't care about the main character. Like, when I watch One Piece, like, Luffy was just there to me. Then, um, what else? I can't say the same about Hunter x Hunter, because I, cause I feel like, was Gon's, he's like, Gon, he's like 12 or something. I'm like, oh, he's a cute kid. Yeah. Like, he's, he's like excited about life and crazy and then like just everything else i'm just like mm. but then i don't know i i feel like the most interesting shonen protagonist or or a uh, main character i mean would probably be gintoki yeah definitely because he he doesn't act the way because he he actually has flaws unlike these other people whose flaws that they love too much yeah um but to to go to and without derailing on how much I hate the lead characters at Hunter Hunter, um, <laughs> pretty much for me, I liked Coco, and then they introduced Zebra, and then he became my favorite. Um, but Toriko to me is pretty much like just another blank slate character. Um, yeah, like the typical lead uh, in Jump is for the audience to project themselves as. Mm. Like yeah, I'm the super awesome, really strong, like lead character guy with a bottomless stomach. Yeah. 
Which I now realize is all yeah. of them. But yeah. yeah, like, what is up with that trait? Like, why do they always have to eat so much? I guess to get energy, but, like, Toriko literally needs to do that. Yeah, that was something I really liked about Toriko when I first got into it was that, oh, you know, the whole, oh, I like to eat a lot thing is such a trait or such a trope, I mean, in most shonen series with a lot of main shonen characters. But but, but, but with Toriko, they, they, I like it how they emphasize that, hey, is, this isn't just a joke. He actually needs to eat, yeah. otherwise he's going to die. <laughs> yeah. Like remember, remember, eating's not a joke. You actually have to eat that. You have to actually yeah. eat to survive. That's uh, probably one of those things that worked in reverse, where he's like, all of the leads eat a whole lot, but there's no real explanation as to why, other than them being greedy. Yeah. <laughs> and then you come up with something from there. And I mean, when you look at it, they all do exert themselves a ridiculous amount, and. That's- the only possible way they could do that is if they consume like several times their weight yeah. in food, like every few hours. You know, it's funny. I actually never thought about it that way before, but that that does make a lot of sense. I mean, when you consider it, some shows they're literally firing like their life energy at you, uh, <laughs> and it has to get replaced somehow. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that ties into like the sci-fi aspect of Torigo. Yeah, yeah. Because I took a sci-fi class like halfway through my Torikoness. I don't know how to explain that. <laughs> and um, I was, we were talking about like biofunk, and I was just like, "Holy crap! This is Toriko to a T." With all this like bioengineering and people like enhancing their bodies with like inserting things into themselves and attaching new limbs, and it's not like, "Oh, I got a, a like a cyborg arm." It's like, "Oh, I got a new arm." Just a regular arm. I grew it myself. <laughs> and then, like, I don't know. Then there's so many, like, chapters where they just info dump. And, like, I don't even pay attention. <laughs> when I reread, I don't read those parts. I'm just like, I know this already. I'm just going to look at the pictures. But, yeah, I'm a fraud. I always say, I, like, I'm doing all this stuff. But <laughs> I skim I skim chapters I don't like. And then I say I like every character, but I hate otake. I'm always on the fence about Reem, and then I don't. Mm. That was that was the other thing about the the cooking festival that I liked was that it gave you female characters other than Reem, who I I just like nine nine hundred and ninety nine out of a thousand times I can't stand her. Um, and I think that's I don't really blame it on the character per se. I, I feel like she's written that way and it doesn't help because you don't have any other female characters to compare her to yeah to say like okay to have this horrible representation of a female character is fine because you have 40 other female characters and they all range um into different types of people uh but there's really like the first time you get people but then really all we can do is speculate about what kind of people they are yeah because they get about Five minutes total reading time of Shine, and then the arc's over. Yeah. And most of them don't come back yeah. so far. Yeah, I was looking at, um, like, you don't, I don't know, Melk is sort of there, but not really. Especially since she's she's cross-dressing to hide her gender. And then there's this Chiro, and then she she hides herself, too. And then there's... That's, yeah, but that's their, their whole thing. Yeah. 
though. Yeah, that's some like that's what I mean. Like they they don't really they're not as fleshed out. If you could say Reen is fleshed out at all, and then no. and then Setsuno's there. No. Setsuno's probably the only like strong one, I guess. And there's her sidekick girl whose name oh. I can't remember, even though she was in her recent no, chapter. No, yeah, yeah. That's that's about it. After Rin and Setsuno and Nono. Yeah, because then you don't really see like they show like Mama Surara like twice, and she she seems like she's strong, but like um, and she's got alternative methods of capturing things. Like she doesn't have to do brute strength all the time, so she's intelligent and all that, and she has her own business like most of the chefs do. But then like you don't see her all the time, and then what else? That's probably it. I mean, I feel like he intro- he introduced all those people, and like Koporuko is like one of the interesting ones. She's like the um, bizarre cooking queen, and she has like yeah. intestines and like bones as her outfit. <laughs> and I'm like, she seems so cool, and then you could do so much with her, and she disappears. And I don't know if she's captured or dead. <laughs> so I'm always like, whatever, like, oh, all the chefs, and I'm like looking through the background, I'm like, where is she? I'm always looking for her. And then, um, I mean, that, that's it. Then there's Chio, who's, like, psychotic, but... Yeah, Chio's great. I like Chio. I, I, re- like, I feel like all these older characters have so much history, and they, he touches on it, and then he's like, mm, I don't want to <laughs> talk about that anymore. I don't want to talk about this dead child that his mother is hell-bent on, like, reviving. I don't want to talk about Jiro and Setsuno's history. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny you say that, because personally, I feel like... Uh, uh, Shimabukuro touches on uh, the older characters' history a lot more than they do, or a lot more than he does with, say, like, the Four Kings. Oh, yeah, definitely. I oh, mean, he does. Sure. Yeah. But I think that's probably only because um, the, the easiest example is Naruto, because he wants to parallel the two stories. So you're going to get a lot of um, the old characters, what happened to them growing up or whatever. And a lot less more of the the king's backstories because for right now it's not really relevant um, to the story. Yeah. Even though we we want to know, obviously, uh, but just the fact that they were all together as children um, and all with each other's all that's really important now. I'm sure at some point in the future, hopefully, we're gonna get everything else. Yeah, but it could it could just as easily go the whole way without us learning anything about them. True. I'm mean, this far. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you get little snippets like them running, like okay, or or that time when he was like, okay, guys, try to figure this 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 riddle out, and then just they just look at him and they're like, nah, I'm good. Oh my god, <laughs> I want to see like what they were like, cause I feel like I don't know, I feel like their personalities could have been like way different, but I don't know, I feel like. I don't. I don't understand why. I mean, I I recognize that Trigo himself is sort of like just there, and like I didn't like him at first, and then Ice Hell happened, and then he showed like that typical like caring sort of um, care about my friends. I care about nature, I guess, even though I blow up rocks and destroy things. Um, like I don't know. Some something in Ice Hell happened, and I was just like, he's better than Coco in my head. I was just like. He's better. I don't know how. And then, like after that, I forgot about Coco, especially since he doesn't really show up that much until they go to that treasure chest, and his hair is all long. And then Trigo's like, "You need a haircut." And then they go get their haircut. 
together, which was kind of random. That was, yeah, that was like a pointless chapter. The anime version, I hated even more because it was so dumb. And then the like the, the manga version was a little more bearable. It was kind of funny. I mean, the guy was cutting his hair with a fork and a knife. So unsanitary, but that's the <laughs> other thing. I'm like, you can't do certain things with food being just dirty. That's <sighs> just... He builds up the world so much, and then there's so many things you could tap into. Only to have it just come crashing down near the time skip. Yeah. Great. That was awesome, too. Because it, I, like, I was at this point where I was like, oh, Gourmet Age is going to last forever, and they're going to get God, and everybody's just going to get greedier, and it's probably going to start another war. <laughs> and like, oh, well, you know, Midoriya's just going to blow everything up because he's having a temper tantrum. Well, not even a temper tantrum. It was more like a mental breakdown. Not even that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, there there, there were very few times in Toriko where I, where, where I would say out loud while reading, holy shit. Like, yeah, usually, for, for me personally, if, if, a, if, a, if like, say, just a manga in general has me saying holy shit audibly, you, 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 for me, that's that's a sign of man. You, that's I, this is really big deal. But that's just me personally. Yeah, I feel like when I read this, I'm always like, I'm always yelling. I'm not yelling. No, I'm like gasping, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, like really loud, even though I'm by myself. <laughs> you're, just, you're just reading. You're just, you're just reading. Toriko. Toriko takes off his shirt. <gasps> yelling all the time. I mean, I don't know. Just yeah. When I read um, probably The Shining Gorami, when the mountain was thrown at them, they didn't even see it like thrown. It was just there. And they're like, what? And I was like, this is wild. Like, why is this happening? The falls are bad enough that they crush like real mammoth sized monsters into dust. And then there's this mountain coming down on them. And then, good thing Quinn was there, or else they would have been dead. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, well, that's another thing I like to think about the animal partners and stuff. Yeah, the animal partners are great. Um, th- I think my favorite would probably be, I obviously Terry. Yeah, I like Terry a lot. I like I like Kiss too because I don't know. I feel like he's always been with Coco. I feel like he's always had him. Because yeah. when you first meet him, he he's already there, and Trico's like, oh, Kiss got bigger. Because obviously he's been there for a while. And then then even Kamatsu has his own partner. Little um, wall penguin. Yoon. Yoon yeah. is supposed to get big as hell. When is that going to happen? He <laughs> might <laughs> run. See, I he's, he's, he hasn't been around that long, though. Yeah, true. See, I won't lie. When I was watching the anime and when Yoon stuck around, I, I thought that was just the Toei thing. And I thought they just added him in the anime, but I'm surprised. I'm surprised he's actually a character in the manga because it seems like such a Toei thing to just add a cute little character, you know, to the. It's just yeah. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. I mean, he drooled into the soup, and then that was it. And then he's he's a lot like Kabatu, um, in that he's very physically useless, but yeah, like has a. An additional talent that, like, I think the reader can't necessarily see, 
but all of the characters um, in the series can see. And it's not so bullshit that you're like, oh, really? Like, at this point, we're just used to it. Yeah. Komatsu and his food luck, he's gonna get them out of every situation. Yeah. Well, it, they kind of explained it, too, in um, the latest chapter, because they show, like, Jola going across this um, this path. Invisible yeah. path. And then, yeah. like, oh, Komatsu can probably see something similar. That's probably another reason why they wanted him, just so that, I guess, to have a backup. And all these nitro, all these blue nitro. Oh my god. Oh yeah, I was, they had that little dining planet round table, and then I was looking at the, um, the one nitro who has, like, a strap on thing, like a strap, <laughs> a strap on his body. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and like I was like, oh, is that the one that killed Ichiru? And then I went back and I was like, yeah, that's the one. And then somebody mentioned the vegetable sky um, nitro. Then I was like, okay, I'm gonna go all the way back there. And I found it, and then uh, he wasn't that one. He might have been like a rogue because he I didn't see him at the table at all. And um, now I'm just wondering, like, since they can like like use human speech, like. Is is Chichi like a bum version? Like he's not, he's not royalty or important, because he's like balding and like reading porn in his little house, and then these guys are like hanging out the table, and then got the old granny looking nitro. <laughs> yeah, he's just like chilling, drinking tea, being a bum. <laughs> it's just a bum. It's just weird. And then who else? Um, yeah, it was just that. That night, that one nitro, the first one they show, he's big as hell for no reason, and got a necklace on. He's all he's like chilling, like just leaning there, and I don't know, like already getting like a vibe of everybody's personality, I guess. They're like, who's the true enemy? Cause then Neo, they could, Joel could probably just drop them like a hat, like whatever. Like I don't care about these guys. It's probably yeah. just until Joel achieves. The golds, and then they'll probably all get killed. Yeah, probably. Cause they like Jola seems pretty like ruthless. And then um, yep. I wonder who, how many of them are actually like under some kind of like, what was it like food hypnotization thing, hypnotize whatever? I can't even tell. <laughs> I forgot what it was called, and I was just looking at it. It's taste something. Yeah, it's like they change the taste of the the taste air quotes. Um, thing. Yeah, taste change. Something. It's like, only one we know for sure is Pepe. They didn't use it on Nakaume because they can just, like, bully him. And then, Uman probably down with it. Probably didn't have to get hypnotized. He just see He's always been sketchy. But didn't, he didn't expect him to be that bad. Yeah, no, I, he, he, yeah, I agree. He always did look kind of sketchy, you know, looking back in retrospect, but Again, yeah, I, I would have never expected him to um, completely betray the IGO. Yeah, and he killed all the people on the board, and I was like, "What? What?" Yeah, that was that 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 was so out of left field, but just yeah, I, I never saw that coming. And then Shigematsu, like he has, he has such a cool design, like got the cool hair, and the, he's a cool old guy. And then the anime, they made him nice and brown and stuff. I was like, hell yeah. And then he never <laughs> showed up again until um, the cooking fest. And I was like, hey, I'm a bad guy. 
It's just like, okay. Yeah, it seems like that happened with a lot of characters in that arc. Hey, I'm a bad guy. Hey, I'm a bad guy, too. Oh, yeah, I'm a bad guy, too. <laughs> yep. I didn't expect um, the the Gourmet Corp, whatever, the Shoku guy, to have um, so many double agents. It's just... <laughs> like, wow. Like, yeah, I, I, I find that concept really interesting, how uh, just just sometime at some point in the series just all all these people from both sides just get together to do their own thing and it's just like i i don't know i just i, I find that really interesting how n- now there's 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 i mean i don't know there's there's cuz uh, you you would you would have expected the gourmet corp to be like the the big bad organization you fight at the end and you know, with them kind of crumpling down, it's just like, oh, okay, I guess we're not going to fight them anymore. I'm probably going to get together with them. Yeah. Maybe. Um, okay. My first thought was like, like on top of that, it felt like even though they were the the big bad at one point, it was like, but you don't feel like Tariko could go up against Medora at all ever because they're on two different levels. So everybody, yeah. like in your head, like they, the way it's written. It's like okay, Tariko and Starjun, even though Starjun's just been put up like as a vice chef, because they used to be just one vice chef and then they had three. Yeah. And then so it's just like okay, that's kind of different. But then the organization crumbles. Midoriya has his own fight with Ichiru, so it's like okay, so who's he gonna fight now? And I, I even still now I'm like I don't think he could fight Shoa. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't want that any anyway. Like it just doesn't feel right. It's not at this point, at least, because it's not built up the same. I don't know. He'd probably fight like a nitro or something. Not even that. I want Zebra to fight them. <laughs> and then, hmm, I don't know. It's just everything's back up in the air everywhere. Mysteries, which is good because it feels like the series can keep going instead of like, oh, if they do this and that, then we're done. Okay, like that's that's how it felt for a little bit. Oh, my second thing, what was it? Oh, Starjun. Um, what was it? In the Regal Mammoth arc, when when one of the guys had failed in the beginning parts with the Nitro, ro- the GT Robos. Um, they like after the Regal Mammoth arc, they were like, you know, Starjun got so mad he killed this guy. Like he just beat beat him up so bad. But then later you find out the guy was actually a Neo spy, and that's why Sergeant killed him. And I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> so uh, I guess Sergeant was trying to like Sergeant feel like the only one who's truly loyal to Medora, besides Alfaro, and that JoJo guy. And yeah. uh, <laughs> so he's like, he was trying. I guess he was trying to like weed out the Neo spies, but he didn't, couldn't get them all, because that one Kaitora guy. What is, what is he? He's like, he looks like an alien, and he has like, he has a chef's hat. He has no pupils. He's got like a weird design on his body. Yeah, very weird. And I think he has multiple arms. There's so many people with multiple arms. Well, I mean, if if you could just freely make your own arms, like why only have two? Yeah, it's probably really helpful. <laughs> they they don't care about looks, obviously, so. Doesn't have extra arms. I hate Grinpatch. I mean, Grinpatch is cool as a character. He's super interesting. And then at the same time, I'm like, keep him away. He's dirty. <laughs> really, I 
I felt like we could have used a little more on him, to be honest. Like, I, I feel like compared to, like, Tommy Rod, I feel like Tommy Rod is a more interesting character. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. I wonder, like, how did they even get like that? Like, why does Tommy have that ability? I mean, he's dead, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he has, he has, like, cockroach wings. <laughs> he has, um... He just has all these eggs inside him. Oh my god. And then he has multiple teeth, rows of teeth. He's, he can't be human. There's no but, way. There's too many I, modifications. I, I think a better question would be why anything in Toriko? Yeah. True. Yeah. But I, I appreciate that he's he's made a, a lot of characters that are very identifiable by the silhouette. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty much what you're supposed to do. Yeah, definitely. I think the only... Yeah, because then... Minus Tariko, because he's so normal. If you just make him a silhouette. Um, Zebra and Coco and Sunny look way different. Even, like, Ichiro, I guess. Because he has those that weird mustache, so he looked like, kind of like a dragon. One day I was complaining about Medora's beard. I was like, why does it, why does it look like that? It's so stupid. My friend's like, well, Medora's supposed to be the tiger, and then Ichiro's the dragon, so that's why their facial hair is like that. I was like, oh, that makes sense. And then he's like, you know, I just came up with that off the top of my head. And I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's true, he looks, he's the dragon. I'm like, wow. <laughs> oh my god. I feel like Medora and um, Sunny would probably have the same silhouette, just a little bit. Yeah, similar, yeah. Because their hair... But I feel like Sunny. Well, now with the time skip design, Sunny's hair is like always up in that weird ponytail thing, very loose. Yeah. And like the the backstory for Midoro made me feel really bad. Yeah, he he was born as fodder. I didn't like you, but then like you had this real trash backstory, and then um when Froze died and he couldn't do anything about it. Oh um, yeah. Uh, this this suddenly took a super depressing turn. Yeah, I had trouble rereading that part. I was like, I can't do this right now. Yeah, oh my god! It's probably the most depressing part of the series. Yeah, definitely. Oh my goodness! And he's like pouring clear the what, cure water on him on the grave. Yeah. But then in the recent chapter, Joel is like, "Oh, that was my mom." I was like, "What?" It's <laughs> so like, how is that your mother? In the clone sense, I guess. Yeah, that's what I want to know. Like, was it a clone? Was it a body snatcher? Um, my one theory, I, I was thinking about guts at the time. So I was thinking about just like dead children and or dead parents, children still alive inside. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> but I was like, what if, what if, what if they buried her with the child still alive? No, like they didn't know. And she might have been, like, with child. This is really crazy, because I'm just mixing things in my head. And, like, you know how the the baby in Berserk was, like, this thing? And then it yeah. mixed and became a normal child? What if that happened? What if... <laughs> this is wild. Frozen was with child, but it wasn't, like, fully developed. And then, like, Medora's coming there, like, every year, just pouring pure water on him. And he's like, he's got gourmet cells, got the cure water, and I don't know, maybe some BS about love. And it just turns into a normal child that became like her. 
don't know, or stole her body. Why not? I'm like, this trigger grew his arm back. I mean, that is not too much of a stretch, I guess. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if Toriko became a berserk-like title. That that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if it got like crazier, darker. I wish it was monthly so we could have longer chapters. I wouldn't mind waiting a month. What else was I thinking about? I don't know. And then I like back to like bodies being torn apart, or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like like I liked um if it was a a like a more like cyberpunk or something, not cyberpunk, but like. They had like cyborg arms and stuff. That would have been cool too, because like when Tarigo lost his arm and his leg, I was like, "Oh, what do I do now? They're gonna give him a robot arm. Like, that'd be cool. That'd be so cool." <laughs> and then like get like a cyborg eye or something. <laughs> Terrible. I I don't know. Like I love Tarigo himself so much, but at the same time, I want to like make him suffer and then not at the same time. <laughs> I want to beat him up or something. It's just messed up. I don't know. But then at the same then when he was depressed, I was like, oh crap, I can't do this. And then he, that day, I'm so embarrassing. That day I read the chapter, I had just woke up. So I was like crying. I was like, no, he said he was weak. He's like, I hate myself. Like, bye. I can't do this. Oh my God. I, I remember reading that right before the time skip. That was, that was, I mean, that was kind of hard to read because, I mean, it's just, You've never seen Toriko so weak. I don't know. Like I remember reading when um, all the children came up to him to uh, do whatever. I forget, but um, I remember reading that. Like that part was nice, but it was still kind of at the same time because I felt like I was watching a Gamera movie or something. Yeah, I was like, I was reading. I was like, why are these people coming to him? And then like this, this like mom comes up to him. And she's like, oh, my son wouldn't eat. And then you discovered that whatever. And now he eats everything. And oh my God, I'm so happy. And then she like bows to him. And I'm like, oh, please, like relax. <laughs> what a love of Tor- Toriko would have just been like, well, maybe you should make your child eat other things. <laughs> oh my God. Like, yeah. I mean, if he, if he was like himself, I feel like, I feel like he has a part of him that where he could be more interesting and be more like, more of a jerk, basically. And just be more blunt, but then like I feel like he gets softer as things go on. And I'm like, no. Then he then he be just be a buff Kentucky with a mullet. Well, yeah, that's that's my hope. <laughs> that's what I like to think. Cause and then he's kind of rough with Kamasu. He doesn't care if he, he's gonna die. Cause when they get on the, the boat, he's like, well, you better write your will, okay? <laughs> and then when they went to get the, like he just like pokes fun at him. And I'm like, I wish he did that some more. I like I always like that about them. Like, I feel like he's, like, his older brother sometimes, like, just messing with him and encouraging him at the same time, like, being a friend and supportive. And then, I don't know, I guess that's why I like him, because that's the part that I care about the most, and I want him to be more like that. But since he's the main character, he kind of gets bland sometimes. I appreciate when he makes ugly faces, because <laughs> it's just like, okay, maybe he, he... He has a lot of qualities where if he was a terrible person, he'd be extremely terrible, Oh yeah. Especially since he can like smell into the past, like he can stop people really well. Like, oh they were here, I know where they are. <laughs> I mean he did that to find Kamatsu, but Oh my god. I mean, I mean all four of them were kinda of terrifying in that way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
that you could never truly get away from them. Yeah. Oh my god. Now I'm, I'm thinking like, like Sunny. I don't know if any of you are caught like anywhere in JoJo, but like there's this one guy, Rohan, who's like. He's similar to Sunny in a way, and like he's kind of like self-absorbed and kind of arrogant. And um, he's he's a real creep. Like he's always stalking Koichi. So it's a similar kind of relationship with how Komatsu and Sunny are. Even though Sunny's not as bad, I guess, because Rohan really just like kidnaps Koichi at one point. But <clears throat> yeah, so I feel like if if Sunny was more like that, like a little more terrible, he would be. It'd be the same way. Be like, you can't get away from him. He'd probably like tie you down, freeze you with his hair. Yeah. And then zebra, zebra's just terrifying in general. He's terrifying and terrible. It just, I would, I would not want to be friends with zebra in real life. You don't even know like what sets him off, really. Komatsu's like the he calms, he keeps everybody root like grounded. As if Trigo doesn't really need grounding, but yeah. Like, I feel like. Uh, you know, like uh, I'll go. I'll go on. Hmm? No, I was gonna say that um, maybe Coco a little bit. Yeah, I like I like their dynamic as like, except like um, when it's like Trigo and Sunny or Trigo and Coco or Trigo Trigo with Zebra is so different because he tries to like. I don't know how to explain it. They just constantly fight, no matter what. Yeah, but then Tariko's kind of like, okay, we need to calm down, and Zebra's like, no. So it's like he kind of tries to be mature, and I'm just like, mm. which which is kind of funny, actually. Yeah, because Tariko's usually like acting like a child, sort of like when they go to life, and he's like running off to other things when they're trying to go meet Yosaku. He's like running to other things. He's like, oh, let me see this and let me see that. <laughs> But then, like, with Zebra around, he's like, no, you have to do this, you have to do that. And it's like, okay, since when were you mature in charge? I, I, I kind of like that about the other three kings, that, you know, Toriko by himself really isn't all that interesting or fun to watch, unless he's fighting, I mean, I guess. But yeah. um, it, it's fun to see him interact with the other three kings because they bring out other parts of his personality to an extent. Yeah, that's that's what I like. Because I feel like there's so much more to him that we don't get to see it, but... I guess for story purposes, you don't really need to see them, unless the other kings are around. Yeah. And that, that's my like. I think that's part of why I like him, cause like, I got so attached to him in Ice Hill that I'm like trying to see the best parts of his personality at all times. And I'm like, well, he did he did do that. He does do this, and like he's not that boring. I don't know why. I'll never understand it. It just happens. But yeah, then Coco is Coco, and it's funny when Sunny like um makes fun of him or like he's kind of rude to him and Coco makes a like a little like his those little like face faults that you don't usually see because he's usually like cool all the time yeah yeah sometimes Zebra does those too that's funny as heck <laughs> I love that because he's so he's so aggressive and then all of a sudden something will happen and he's just like oh my god even Zebra is like st like startled by it it's like oh my god and you really know it's serious business or it's something really dumb yeah yeah, like the the proposal chapter, even Zebra was like, "What?" You know, his face. Oh my god. Oh man, I hate talking about that chapter. Talked about it for like a month online. Everybody was losing their mind. 
At least, like the people that I talked to on Tumblr, they were really mad. They were like, this is a no homo thing. They don't want Tariko and Kamasu to be together. I was like, oh my god, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I was just sitting in the corner like, yes. <laughs> Kamatsu is Toriko's only waifu. Yeah, because even, I think Sonny mentioned it. He's like, what about your combo with Kamatsu? And Sonny's like, see? <laughs> see, somebody wanted them to be together. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Sonny represents everybody on Tumblr. I, d- I didn't like how he, he handled it. Like, this thing has nothing to do with that thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I, I thought that was probably the one of the funniest things I'd read in Toriko in a while. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I mean, I don't know, I had like 5,000 different reactions to it. I don't know why. And I was just like tripping out. I was laughing. I was happy about it for a second. I don't know, I was just, I was losing it. And then, and then I was like, what was it? Some some people were saying, they were like, we were like all analyzing it. We're like, well, they don't really have much of a relationship. And I was just like, I mean, I guess so. But we don't know anybody's history, so we can't really talk about that too much. And then, I guess, bring up flashbacks again. I'm like, what exactly goes on between, like, all of them when they're little? Because, I mean, Reen was there, too. So, like, it's not like they were all training and she was just, like, some kid in a basket at the doorstep at the last minute or something. Like, she was, she was I guess, found with Sonny? Or... Probably. I don't know if they're really brother and sister by blood. I don't know. I, I feel like uh, Toriko and Reen's relationship is probably going to be one-sided no matter what kind of flashback we get yeah that's how i feel too i mean the flashback is probably ultimately going to be something that's really important to her it's something that's like tuesday for him yeah (laughs) where he might ask her one day he's like hey when did you become completely crazy about me and then she she just starts gushing about this like really trivial thing he did and he's just like very upset that he asked the question in the first place. Oh my god. Because he still doesn't understand. I could could see it going down something like, oh, Toriko gave me this chicken bone, and usually he doesn't give me any food, but then maybe in reality Toriko's just like, hey, I don't want this, can you eat this for me? Oh! Toriko turning down food is strange, but that that could have been a thing. I guess that adds to it. Maybe he said she was hungry and gave it to her. Yeah, because he's not opposed to sharing. That's true. That's another thing, like, even though he's a glutton, he he's, like, if he has enough, he'll share. As opposed to, like, Luffy, who's like, I don't want to share. And, I don't know, maybe Tweedle's too much of a good person sometimes. That's why I want him to be a jerk. I want him to be terrible sometimes. Just mean come out to him more and push him or something, I don't know. I, lo- I love it. He's just he's just such a good person that you just want him to be a jerk. Why can't you be a jerk, Toriko? Just go back to being like like randomly doing like like scaring Kamasa for no reason, and then <laughs> leaving him to fend for himself like in the puffer whale arc. Oh, he got kidnapped. He'll be all right. I mean, I gave him a bomb. <laughs> I forgot about that. Was my main argument whenever I thought about people who are like Toriko and Kamasa are made for each other, and I was just like. <laughs> He indirectly killed him and didn't care. <laughs> He's like, here's a bomb in case you get separated from me in this cave with like deadly scorpion cockroaches and giant pythons with mobile arms. Does that even count as a python anymore if it has arms? 
Now that I think about it. In the world of Toriko, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, what else? It's just like, he indirectly kills him. Didn't care about him on the <laughs> Garagator arc. Like, I don't know. I just you wish he was... What? You know what? I never thought about it like that before. That's... Wow. Oh, wow. Toriko is a jerk. <laughs> yeah, and he he really did not care. And then, even after that, Kamsa's was like, um, what was it? They they had successfully, like, filleted it, and they were going to have sashimi. And Toriko was, like, praising Kamatsu, and he goes, well, I guess this is, like, the first time I didn't regret bringing you, or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> damn it, why doesn't he say stuff like this anymore? And then... I guess because, like, he had that moment where um, Kamatsu got kidnapped the last time, and he was really afraid that he died. Oh, yeah. So maybe he's still coming down off of that whole, like, he nearly died and it would have been my fault kind of thing. And once, I guess, once he gets used to him being around again, he can go back to being a dick. The jungle's just too funny to me. Oh, my God. Yeah, because when he would freak out, he would be like, shut up. Like, what are you doing? Relax. Like, even though Kamasu was clearly not used to giant monsters coming at him all the time. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah, that early Turgo was, like, a jerk, and I liked that a lot. When I, when I went back to reread it for the first time, I was like, yes. And then he just, they, I guess, because they get closer, and then he doesn't want to lose him, and there's so much, like, they start building memories together. Even when he asked him to be his partner, though, Kamasa's like, oh, I always dreamed of being your partner, like, ever since we met. And Trigo's like, it never passed, it never crossed my mind, ever. <laughs> but okay, we're doing this. <laughs> I was like, why does so he just keep doing this? It's so funny. I don't know. But then it, it kind of, then it could also be taken as, like, him being kind of, like, ador- like dopey, like, goofy, but Trigo's He's supposed to be smart, so I mean, he he'll just say like, basically like encyclopedic entries about animals out of nowhere. Like, well, you know, this thing it weighs such and such, it does this and that. Like, I don't know. That was something I really liked about Toriko as a character, again compared to other main characters in Shonen, was that he's not just a big giant muscle head that beats the shit out of everything. He actually has knowledge on a lot of very useful things. Yeah. And he's he's a quick learner too. Like when again in the puffer arc when they're knocking them, and um, well, the Coco had a, like a knocking gun or some kind of special gun, special knocking gun, and then he like he like taps it, and then Trico's like, oh, let me try, and he does it barehanded, and it, he almost had it right away, and and Coco's like, wow, he he's really like improving, like he's getting better. Like, I don't know. I guess, I guess that makes up for him being kind of boring sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I always forget that Torigo's a lot smarter than he looks. Yeah. I guess he, he doesn't think that he has to, like... I, I guess he's not... I like to, I keep thinking, like, they're not socialized like normal people. I mean, they grew up basically in, like, a facility. So yeah. they're not socialized properly. So I guess that's why all of them have issues with, like, friendships, I guess you could say. Because Sonny probably doesn't want to be around people. He doesn't even want to be around them sometimes. Yeah. He didn't 90% of the time. Yeah. And then um, then Zebra just doesn't care. 
and and was, was literally in an institution. Yeah. He, even in the institution, he didn't care. He was just like, they executed him, air quotes. Like, how many times, hundreds of times, he killed the execution beast? I completely forgot the name of the myth now. Um, yeah, they basically had him as Prometheus. Yeah. Where Prometheus got executed every day. Mm-hmm. And then um, Coco, well, he has good reason to stay away from people, but he's not very social. He's yeah. a, he doesn't even yeah. like his own customers. Well, nobody likes their customers, but like, <laughs> but like they they fall over him because he's like he's got that like J-pop appeal with the piercings and like the nice hair and whatever. And they're like, oh, his, Mr. Coco. His, his his customers are practically fan girls, though. Like, if you had them, you wouldn't want to be around them either. Yeah, this just makes the customers even worse. Bad enough when they don't like you. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. And I think too, like their abilities contribute to their lack of like social skills. Because I mean, I assume the way Superman did it is probably different. But if your senses are evolved at that level, um, even though it's obviously improved over time in the manga, but like if I could smell everything about a person immediately all the time, I would be pretty bad at being around people. Yeah, that adds to it, definitely. Because people's hygiene is just awful. Oh my god. He could probably... <laughs> s- <laughs> I always say this. He could probably smell every fart. Oh, what a life oh that god. would be. Yeah. Okay, I know Dojin, you can't go by that, but like... <laughs> <laughs> I was reading that one with Komatsu and, and Zebra, and there was like a weird cherry that Komatsu ate, and like it was it tastes awful. And it gave him like hy- like hypersensitive hearing for like a day or so. Or like a week, I don't know. So he had gone to, I guess he was he was at home. Of course, he heard like his neighbors like doing it. He couldn't sleep. Then Tariko called him. Like they all had phones, and he could like the the ring like bothered him. But then he spoke to Tariko on the phone, and Tariko was like, "Oh, maybe you should go to the the garden or whatever, the first biotope." So he was there in like a a soundproof room to like to wait wait it out. And then Zebra, for some reason, was calling Tariko about Kamasu, and Tariko was like, oh, he's at the first biotope. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go over there. So then he goes there, and, like, I guess he helps him through it, like, through waiting it out. Yeah, basically. But, like, he there's, like, a moment where, like, they showed, like, a small panel flashback where Zebra had to go through the same thing as a kid, like, just sit it out and, like, try to adapt to it. So, and it's probably also on top of everything, like, Zebra can hear everything. So, if people talked about him, I guess, for whatever reason, he probably always been, like, an angry person. Very aggressive and stuff, so. And also the part where he ripped off half of his face. Yeah. When, I wonder, when did that happen, though? Oh, my God. I don't know. But, yeah, people were probably like, why is his face like that? You can, like, hear everything. Oh, my God. Is a very angry baby. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I, I always think about, like, how they grew up together. And when Coco did that, um, that awful, like, poisonous cloud when he was fighting the big GT Robo, that was basically, like, yeah. the worst fart ever. <laughs> so, I had this dumb idea, like, as kids, they would, like, 
harass Coco and like dogpile on him. And Coco would just fart and make them leave, especially Tariko. Just knock him out. I think about these things too much. Oh my god. You know what? I, I, I read that. <laughs> Toriko babies. Because they, they would have so much fun together, like, testing their abilities and, like, breaking things and, like, them being awkward teenagers and, like, destroying things even more. I'm, like, like seriously, that sounds like something that would um, run in, like, Psycho Jump or something. Yeah, I feel like that would be so much better than that weird um, high school, middle school looking one. Is that what that is? Yeah, it, I have the first three volumes or, so, or something, and it's like, um, like they're it's basically an alternate universe where they're in middle school or high school. I can't tell because it's weird. And um, Mats is a new student, and Trico is like this delinquent in the back of the room, like eating his lunch before it's time, whatever. I don't know. And then Sunny and Coco are there. They had to get Zebra out of, like, detention or something. And then, it's just weird. They make awful faces, like, a hundred times worse than what they do in the manga. Because it's supposed to be comical. So, like, they make faces where, like, their, <clears throat> their eyeballs are, like, falling out and stuff. Oh, wow. Why? I don't know. Like, Draco's, like, that's not hanging from his nose. Eyeball falling out the socket. <laughs> I'm like, I can't look at this. So, it's just very bizarre. So I'm like, why can't they have something else as a, a spinoff? I I haven't I haven't read it, but it can't be any more bizarre than like Attack on Titan Junior High. Yeah, it probably isn't because I saw that I didn't read it, but I was like, how is this gonna work? Because, I, I kind of want to read it. Like this little colossal Titan, and I'm just like, doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> oh my god. And of course, that got brought over in, like, two seconds. Yeah, because, you know, Attack on Titan's the biggest thing ever. Yeah. Obviously. I don't know. Why, why did that kick off so well? I don't understand. Because it it was the first thing that was gritty that most of the people had seen. Mm. Like, people want something grimdark from a jump-ish anime. And apparently they'd never heard of all the other grimdark things Jump published. So. Yeah, Ugh. I don't even want to think about it anymore. Because <laughs> I, I tried to keep up with it, and I liked the manga for a little while, but it just started... It, it's monthly, but it's not keeping my interest. I mean, I haven't read it in like almost seven months or something. And then, I don't know, like my favorite characters are side characters, so they're going to die or <laughs> just disappear. <laughs> And then, like, we're, they're supposed to go to Aaron's house and go in the basement. They never went back. They're like, oh, we're going to go to the basement and find out all the secrets. They never went there. They went outside the wall, got killed, and all this other stuff. It was just like, okay, you could have been to the basement, like, five times now. I thought that was kind of weird, too. Well, it was never important to the government, at least from what I saw in the anime, to them. For Aaron to know anything about himself. Oh, yeah. Even though they keep asking, hey, how did you end up like this? And he'd be like, shrug. <laughs> My dad said it has something to do with the basement. I don't know. And they're like, well, if you do these things for us, then we'll help you go to the basement. Well, hey, man, I don't know. I just fight Titans. <laughs> yeah. And then the Titans are more interesting than the, the other characters. Though. That's because people suck. Yeah. 
everybody's like, oh, Mikasa's so great. And I'm like, just because she can do things well doesn't mean she's a good character. We're going to get way off track now. Because I kind of yeah, hate her are. as a character. <laughs> but, like, they keep going like she's an awesome female character because blah, blah, blah. And she could kill things better than Eren, who's basically useless except for being a titan. Yeah. And she's, like, terrible. She doesn't have her own personality, she doesn't have her own goals or motivations nope. or anything. It's nope. just, just, I'm gonna stop Aaron from dying. And that's, like, all of her personality. Yeah. See, that's one of the arguments we had online, in the on Tumblr, about Reen. We were like, she doesn't, like, everything about her sort of depends on Toriko. So it's just like, why? I don't know. And then... Somebody was going off. They're like, she says she doesn't want to wait anymore, and then she's been waiting all this time. So it's like, I don't know. She, she, we were just going at it. We were all yelling about it. We were like, this, this is wrong. This shouldn't happen. It's ruining the story. <laughs> but if it's at the end, I'm not gonna mind. Oh yeah, the five seconds that it's you know on screen is totally ruining the story. Yeah. <laughs> But all that means is that she won't have anything to do until he comes back and is at the end. Like, alright, I'm done with all my adventures. Let's get married. Yeah. And you know what? I That made me mad. Two things. When Tom came to see Toriko before he left, he was like, oh, I saved alcohol for you. Like, even though there was a big famine and people were, like, killing each other for food and drink. Like, I, I held this for just for when we meet up again. And I was like, okay, that's your boy. Like, you you gotta talk about how you're engaged now. Does not talk about it at all. I'm like, really? I don't care how Japanese you are. You're like, wouldn't you talk to your friend about it? Be like, oh yeah, I'm engaged now. Like, you know. No. They're not engaged until they get married. <laughs> so I was like, alright. And then, when they ate the billion bird egg, I was like, okay, Reen's the, the head whatever of gourmet research. Why aren't you there with your husband, your, your man, drinking this egg? Oh, she's, she's worried about the wedding date or whatever. As if Trico actually cares about the wedding date. She's planning this wedding that's not gonna happen. I'm just like, alright. <laughs> Let him eat the egg and get all diva out and eat the egg. And you just come in all late, missing out on everything. I was so mad about that. I'm like, you the head of whatever gourmet research? You're supposed to be important now. You're not important anymore. You never were. <laughs> I was just mad. Oh my god. Their eyelashes were wild, especially Sonny's. That was that was probably the best thing ever. They just like shot out like you could hurt somebody with that. Oh my god. Even Zebra was like <laughs> That, that, like, the time skip was kind of, like, um, it, it was slow, of course. I mean, Tarugo comes back, he has, like, facial hair, sort of. And then he shaves it, of course, because I feel like he doesn't like... <clears throat> I, I like to, like, infer mad things about his personality, of course, because he has so much space to do it. So I'm like, he clearly doesn't like his hair, certainly. He likes to be clean-shaven or whatever. So, of course, that wasn't going to last long. Then he cuts Kamasa's hair, too. And I always wondered if he was going to use knife, like, for hair stuff. And then, what else? So it was like, that was exciting because it was like, oh, after, like, a month and a week, we finally get to read Trigo again. So then after that, it was like, mm, nothing's really happening. 
some kid got beat up for a turnip. <laughs> that was that. I knew that was gonna happen. It was like there's no way that could have been done any differently and been like, whoa, surprise. Unless the guards were like, can't let me help you bring that turnip home. That wasn't gonna happen. I was like, I knew this kid was gonna get his ass beat. But he wasn't even really hiding it. He had it like in his shirt and he looked pregnant. <laughs> and the guards were like, where are you going with that turnip? <laughs> oh my God. And then when Tariq was like distributing the food, he's like punching the bowl. And like, he makes this really psychotic face. Nobody catches this. He's clearly not, not stable. She's <laughs> not a stable adult. And then, um, Kamatsu was kind of cool with his little, like, whatever that thing was. His little knapsack, rope, whatever thing. He, like, kicked it. Food comes out. He's cooking stuff right there. <laughs> but then they don't do it again. It was just like, oh, we're back. We got cool circus tricks for, like, two seconds. Yeah, then it gets quiet. And then the proposal thing. And then gathering the billion bird stuff. Yeah, I, I think once they actually... Uh, for lack of a better term, set sail for the for the gourmet world. Uh, obviously, that's where things really pick up. Which, so far, the gourmet world has been super fucking crazy, and I'm loving every bit of it. Yeah, um, I like yeah, it a lot. <laughs> it's stupid frog, mappy. What kind of name is it? I don't even understand. I, I don't get it either. It's a very frog-sounding name. It, yeah, it, it's, it somehow it fits, but at the same time, like, where did this come from? Oh my gosh. I think the better frog name would be Croakswagon. Yeah, I like Croakswagon as the official translation. Because I didn't understand the the, the um, scanlation version. I was like, okay. And then I opened up the, the official one. I was like, Croakswagon? I was like, good. This is perfect. Matthew's actually getting on my nerves a little bit because not because of being like fancy on the, the thorn wave or when <laughs> when he was in the mist and it wasn't really him, but when he was like, oh yeah, speak frog, and he wouldn't shut up and he kept speaking frog to them. I was like, can you not? But then he just stopped doing that and like, good, don't do it again. I, I thought that was kind of an annoying gag until yeah. he's like, hey, until he was um talking to the croaks wagon me all like, hey, I can't speak froggies or whatever. Yeah. That that was good too. It was better than him just keep speaking frog out of nowhere, and then <laughs> oh my god, when the the thunder came down as feet, and I was like, that was funny already. I was like, look at the aura aura rain coming down, like, <laughs> and then um, when he was inside the, the octopus and having a mental breakdown, he was turning back into a tadpole. It's like okay. Keep doing stuff like that. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I thought the um, I thought the newest chapter was actually pretty. Um, I mean, when I say newest chapter, I haven't actually gotten the chance to uh, read this week's chapter. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, I I guess last week's chapter um I thought was pretty good. Um, especially especially the um the labyrinth. I thought that two page spread was really really nicely drawn, and I could tell Shimabu put a lot of detail into that. Oh yeah, with like the different um pockets in the the labyrinth and like all the, the um monsters that they might run into. And then like when they were going I don't is it in that chapter when like yeah. When Kamatsu was using like the little tentacle joystick 
Yeah. Yep. And he hits one of the like suction cups and it shoots more things. That was so great. That was funny as heck. And then they're like all huddled around him. They're like, yeah. And they're like, oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. I love them all together so much. Like, just I just want them to be a team like that instead of just Tariko and Kamatsu. Because I don't like them by themselves too much. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's something that I'm kind of looking forward to with this, I guess, this other half of the series, whatever you want to call it, is that they're going to be... I could tell they're probably going to be together a little more often, which I think it's a good thing in terms of their like character interaction. And I think that'll make for um, not just for a more interesting story, but for but for a funnier comedy. Yeah, definitely. Especially when like um, they all have their different reactions and then <clears throat> zebras in the back, like whatever. And then <laughs> later on, they're like, why didn't you do anything? Well, you know, I was just not feeling it. Oh, my God. And then when they were in the mist and, like, the frog was like, today's a good day to die, too. And then he starts crumbling. <laughs> it, it really felt like a JoJo chapter. I'm not even kidding. And then, because things just kept happening and, then like, they would outsmart each other so quickly. Like, it just happened so fast. It was so bizarre. It really felt like a JoJo chapter. You know what? They, they totally missed the they missed a good opportunity to make a pun. He could have been like, oh, today's a good day to croak. <laughs> he could have. Oh, my God. They didn't do that. I can't believe that. Oh, my God. Opportunity wasted. What are you doing, Biz? When, usually when they translate, they always have find some way to put something really corny in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> I probably would have made, like, five tweets about that if that were to happen. <laughs> this is, like, their thing, because I know Funimation has no, like part in the manga version but like when i watch the dub there's like food puns everywhere there's that there's even like the last episode that they put out um Rico makes a pun and kamatsu's like no <laughs> and he's like sorry i i, I won't do it again <laughs> oh my god um how, how far did they actually dub the anime um they get to like the the episode where Milk appears, and uh, that's it. Like, they didn't go to Milk's house yet. And I was like, so close to meeting Zebra. So close. Because I'd love to hear him dubbed, but, yeah. Yeah, I I mean, as much as the anime kind of sucks overall, um, I, I, would, I wouldn't mind. I mean, I haven't seen any of the dub. I, I should probably pick that up sometime soon, but... Uh, I, I would I wouldn't mind seeing more of that series dub because I don't feel like um, I feel like Toriko gets a lot of hate for no reason. Yeah, I feel the same way because I would when Crunchyroll decided to start streaming it, I went into the tag either by accident or on purpose. I don't remember, but everybody's like, "Why did they pick that up? Nobody likes that show." Wow. And, and I was just like, "Wow, really? Like I don't go on the tag often because of that because there's so many people who are like, this is so dumb. Somebody was like." Food isn't that serious. I was like, oh, really? You don't eat to live? I was like, all right. Go ahead and don't eat ever again. I'll be taking that food. Uh, like, I'm, so I'm sorry that we can't just live off of air and water like you do. Yeah. User. Oh, Jesus. I'm like... And then my brother, he had used one of the songs, I think the second opening for a project or something. So he must have like downloaded it off of YouTube. And somebody's first, like, comment was, like, the show is so gay. And I was like, what the? 
Like, are you for real right now? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of homoerotic undertones, but... <laughs> and overtones. And overtones. I was just like, hmm. Hmm. Nowhere to you. You're awful. I, I don't know. Yeah, just, I, I never really got the hate around Toriko. It just doesn't really seem like it's very justified. Like, it's it's bad enough that... I mean, from what I've seen, it doesn't seem like Toriko has really has much of a fan base over here in general. Yeah. But the hate really doesn't help. Yeah, and it doesn't make any sense to me because, like, if you if they want to compare it to other shonen, it's just, like, they're all on the same... Not all of them, but, like, most of them are on the same level of, like, quote-unquote stupidity. I mean, yeah. it's shonen. What do you expect? So, I mean, we can't all be, like... Hunter Hunter and Gintama, yeah. where it's like the writing is good, the characters are good, like like everything's on. Clearly, we expect to be able to write our dissertation on every single anime. Yeah, so like I don't know. I I won't say which one, but I've I've like, because I mean I listen to a lot of different podcasts. I've heard like I think I've heard like three podcasts like rag on Toriko to a certain extent and every time I listen to that kind of thing I'm like there is no reason to why are you saying these things like have you actually read Toriko maybe you should read a little bit more this is actually a lot better than you're making it sound right now yeah I, I understand I I remember one time I don't know when um I always think about this because it always comes up but like the um Shinobu had like some kind of like incident he had sex with like an underage um, prostitute or whatever. I don't know the whole yep. story. I don't think anyone in on this side of the world knows the whole story. So I can't really have like a stance on it. So like whenever people are like, oh, Tariko, like some people just bring that up and they'll be like, well, you know, he's a child rapist, so don't read that. I was like, what? What? I'm like, Jesus Christ. On the one hand, I feel that way about R. Kelly. But on the other hand, it's very obvious that the rest of the world doesn't feel that way about R. Kelly. So, like, if you're not going to bring it up in relation to a dude that makes some songs, like, it doesn't feel real. I mean, like, if if that's your stance, that's legitimate. But it just seems weird when you don't have any other context. Like, you don't really know about the series or whatever. And it's kind of strange because people will... Like, if someone was consistent about it, it's like, okay, I don't partake of art that's made by, like, rapists, child molesters, and abusers. Fine. But there's so many people that they'll make exceptions for that makes it really weird. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, um, I don't know. It was, I saw this, like, I always, I feel like I've been in the One Piece fandom too much. So I've seen, like, a lot of a-holes. So I'm just like, when they try to, like, defend One Piece, they'll randomly take a different series and be throw them in the bus to make one piece look better and i'm just like what are you what are you talking about that has nothing to do with anything going on in the conversation right now and you're just Which, bringing it's really weird to see that when oda himself is um i mean i don't know for sure but from what i've seen of oda's comments it seems like oda's pretty good friends with shimabu in the first place and i know i think oda tried to even defend shimabu when a lot of this was happening so it's just it's really weird to see other fans when they're trying like what you said when they try to defend one piece usually the uh, one one of the series that they'll throw under the bus to compare it would be toriko yeah i think that's the thing like 
some people will be like, oh, well, Shonen's a, a boys club and this and that. Oda helped them out, whatever. But then you're still reading One Piece and then you're getting mad at Oda for defending Shinbukuro, who clearly doesn't have as much fame and fortune as he does. So it's like, they're, they're only, I don't know. It's like, they'll, they'll throw him out of the bus, but then defend Oda for defending him. No, not even that. They'll just be like, well, yeah, I don't know. It just yeah, makes yeah they'll, they'll defend Oda, who in turn is defending Shimabu, which is, I don't know. Like It's it's all really weird. Yeah, and then I'm just like, and then even if I don't know what Oda does in real life, in his own writing, like, you can see, like, he's clearly not a perfect person. And no. No, yeah. the way he treats his female characters, even though we have two very distinct female characters, they're not treated very well. And every, all the same face just gets worse as the story goes on. And like you mentioned before, Foxy, there's way too many dead mothers in one series. So yeah. it's just like, yeah. like, Oda, what are you doing? Meantime, even though we have Reen and, like, two other maybe notable people who are female, and Toriko, at least, I don't know, they have a little bit better treatment. Like, it's, it's like comparing, like, it's like, I don't know, it puts you in between a rock and a hard place. You can't really compare them. It's like lesser two evils if you want to compare. It's it's really hard to compare the two because whereas Oda has, has at least a few, uh, like you said, distinguished female characters, even though arguably he doesn't treat them as well as he should. Whereas Shimabu, uh, with the very few female characters he has, he, he, just, he, he, he almost doesn't use them at all compared to Oda. I think the only one who really gets any... Spotlight is Setsuno. And that's probably just because she's old. Yeah. Or Milk. Yeah, Milk the second, yeah. And that's only... I mean, I pretty much knew she was a woman immediately, but that's only after hiding her as a male character for half of her on-screen time. I guess, like, the only, like... It's not really... I don't think it really helps at all, but, like, the counterpart is, like... For any Fujoshi, like myself, there's, like... Shirtless people all the time. They're all men. It's bath scenes with only the guys. I've never seen characters get naked at the rate that characters get naked in Tokyo. <laughs> I really was not expecting any of that when I was reading it for the first time. When he was first doing the otafi or whatever, I was like, what? Like, why is his butt out? <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, I was not expecting this. And then it happens again. He jumps out of the hot spring. I was like, no. Even before that, they get naked to go into the the research facility in the first biotope. I was like, why are you naked again? Like, stop getting naked. And then Sunny was naked at, at life. He was like... Don't get me started. Oh my god. Flinging his hair everywhere. I, I remember the first time I saw that chapter. I remember I... I I like I had a thing on Twitter where I'm just like I'm kind of questioning myself here. <laughs> he was just like, and it was like a color spread. Yeah, they were naked a lot, and they continue to get naked. They were just naked in the last chapter. Yeah, we saw Zebra's bare butt for the first time. Yeah, cause he had he had like a speedo on when they <laughs> first see him. Oh, yeah, that's right. He doesn't get dressed right away. He's just still naked for the longest. Well, not naked, naked, but oh my god. Yeah, I love that because <laughs> it's just funny. Like 
I'm so used to like only the girls like oh, we're gonna go take a bath now and then like one of the guys is like all right time to go sneak in there and and peek in and all that whatever and now it's like men are just naked together yeah we're manly <laughs> only manly men can get naked together oh my god i wouldn't say it's my favorite thing but it's one of my favorite things <laughs> it's like not even just like a sexual thing for me it's like just funny i'm just like y'all are just getting naked for no reason <laughs> Taking a bath together. Don't get, don't even care. Oh, speaking of which, Tom got naked too, and he's a side character. He they have a housewarming for Tariko, and this man's just taking a shower. And I was like, who does that? A soda shower, which I don't know how that works. Yeah, that just I think that would just feel gross afterwards. Yeah, unless it's like seltzer water. It's one of those things that sounds sound like a really good idea, like ice cream swimming pools. And then you get a yeast infection. And it's just like, wow, this is terrible. Or your balls just freeze <laughs> oh my off. God. Just, oh. I don't think Toriko even uses his house. I mean, like, even when he's home, he, he probably, like, sleeps in it and eats it. But uh, he probably doesn't even, he probably bathes in, like, a river or something. I just, yeah, I'm just starting to realize Toriko's probably the most disgusting person ever. <laughs> Like, he lives in a house of candy. Like, he's probably constantly sticky all over. Oh, my God. Yeah, he, he probably, like, he's probably really gross. Why does, why do I like him? What the hell? This is dirty. Oh, my God. It's one of those things that you need to address. <laughs> oh, my God. I, uh, I'm dirty. <laughs> I'm dirty for liking him. Oh, my God. He's probably worse as a child. He's probably really grimy. Like, not even, like, when, before he was adopted. He's probably just a disgusting little runt. Just dirty. Covered in dirt. Smells like shit. (laughs) (laughs) Always eating random stuff. The only reason why I assume he would be a pretty clean person, or at least a clean person for a child, is because he would have to smell himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. Unless he got too used to it. <laughs> oh, maybe when he was taken in by Ichiru, he was probably like, got clean and was like, okay, that smell's gone. Where is where is it? <laughs> or something like that. He probably yeah, he probably like has some kind of like maintenance going on. I mean, he doesn't let his hair get all crazy. He clearly has clothes. He changes clothes a lot. I, I don't know. I, he does that a lot for like a male shonen character. Like Luffy had the same outfit forever, and uh, except sir- until he gets a jacket. Yeah, and then Tariko, on the other hand, he he sure he has like the basic outfit with a tank top and the shorts, but like they'll change colors. And then in the time skip, he he had like some weird like yogi looking stuff on, and then. He changed clothes when he went to see the other kings and Mansum. Then he changed clothes again. He had like capris on. And I was so mad. And then <laughs> that was when he went to see Terry and Tom. And then he changed clothes again when they went to see Chi Chi. And then he changed, I think, again to go on the adventure. And I was just like, how many clothes do you have? Where are they coming from? This is supposed to be the post-apocalypse, like, basically. Like, who is making your clothes? Because you're not normal size. You're seven feet tall. Oh, he's very rich. 
So he obviously has a tailor. Yeah. Somewhere. They probably didn't get hurt in the attack. Oh my god. And also, it's not like they... It's it's not like they ran out of cloth, you know? Just food. Just food, I guess. Which I'm sure if they could, they would make clothes out of food, too. If they had done that already. Yeah, they'd probably do that. Like Lady Gaga. <laughs> but Tariq would probably eat his clothes first before actually, like... Wearing it. Yeah, I can oh. see him doing that. Well, what if they're made from things that aren't delicious, though? Oh, well, yeah. He wouldn't eat it then. Because he'd feel like he's wasting it if he spits it out. Yeah. He'd wear it then. But if it was something good, he'd eat it before it's even on his body. I was going to say, Kamatsu has, like, no other clothes, too. He, like, changes sometimes. I pay attention to their clothes a lot. I took a class and we read manga in the class. And it was about women, so we read shoujo manga. And we're like, well, you know, shoujo girls, they're always changing clothes a lot. Emphasis on fashion. I mean, now it's like, but I read other things and, like, people change his clothes a lot. And then it was like, it's interesting. But it's not like an emphasis on fashion. It's just like, he just has clothes. <laughs> I don't know. Even Coco has, like, they all have their, like, own little thing going on. Like, their t-shirts that say, like, things relevant to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sunny has a beauty t-shirt, and um, Coco has, in the color spread, he has like a hoodie that says Doku, which is poison, and then Trico has a backpack that says um, meat, and then Zebra has floral shirts. I don't understand that. <laughs> I mean, and then, like, you see him in it so often, like, it just suits him. He just has shirts with, like, floral prints on them. Okay, but then certain things don't match. Like Mansum has like a cheetah print um, t-shirt, whatever, and then like zebra print or camo pants. I was like, what are you doing with your life? And then they just they just weirdos. They nobody knows what they're doing with their clothes, except when Tarigo has like normal clothes on. He has like a cardigan and a turtleneck. I was like, okay. But now he has like a butt cape on. He, have you? I don't. I don't think anyone else would notice this without me yelling about it. No, I. I don't think I've noticed this at all, actually. I had no idea. Because he has like, he has like a different version of that orange jumpsuit, but it has like extra pockets on it and a hoodie, like a hood. And then so there's like a, a shirt and then a jacket and pants. But then there's like this cape thing that comes out from his waist. Like you know how when you're little. Um, people still do it now. Like, it's hot outside, so you take your hoodie off and wrap it on your waist. Yeah. It's that little cape. So it's like that. It's not really a cape, but it drapes over your backside. So Tariko has that, but there's no, like, hoodie, like, sleeves in the front. It's just a cape thing. It's like, what's the purpose of that? That's really weird. Exactly. I'm like, it doesn't... You're not a football player. You don't need a towel thing to wipe your hands on. You're not a quarterback or whatever. And a last time I checked, when you like sometimes you lick the blood off your hands, if I remember correctly, so you don't need a towel. And I'm pretty sure you're not gonna shit your pants this time, like a vegetable sky, so you don't need to like hide any stains. <laughs> he was wearing white too, right? When they went I to the vegetable sky, I think so. He was wearing white. See, I'm a, I remember like all his office, he was wearing white, it was accented with blue. And they almost shot their pants. 
Yeah, that was it. I hope we had like some kind of wipes or something, or else you're gonna smell shit the whole time. Oh my god. It really sucks to smell everything. <laughs> Just thinking it about really, it. It really does. Why to give him that power? <laughs> oh my god. I guess because it's not something you think of. Like, who thinks to do that? I, I don't know. It's just, it's so odd. It's just splitting the the five taste um, senses and giving all of them taste, I guess. Yeah. Some people like to say kamatsu is the taste part, but I don't know. He doesn't And then, like, they have, like, those nicknames, I guess, sort of. Like, in the beginning, anyway, they would, like, say that Tariko was, um, the glutton or the charismatic one, and then Coco's the gentleman, and that was it. And I guess you'd say Zebra's the delinquent, the trouble child, troublesome, whatever. Problem child, that's what you call them. Then Sunny's just Sunny. Yeah. Coco's the only one with, like, a, a permanent house. Yeah, that's true. Well, he has to have mirrors, and you can't have mirrors without walls to hold them up. I guess. Have we ever seen Sunny's house? No. Huh. Someone wanted to say that he lived in that treehouse, but that wasn't his house. It wasn't even yeah. a treehouse. It was just like a floor and some tables and a DJ who was hired. So it wasn't like the DJ lived there. That was so random. Oh, yeah. And that, I noticed another thing. Tariko likes to invite people places and not pay. Yeah, especially when he's so rich anyway. Yeah. And then he's so irresponsible with his car. He like loses it. He's like, oh, yeah, I lose a lot. It has an infinite credit on it, if that's even possible. See, these are I mean, little things about him. <laughs> black cards technically have no limit. Yeah, so, yeah, that's that was, that's what it was. It was a black card, and, like, he showed it to Kamatsu, and Kamatsu was like, whoa, and he was like, yeah, I use, I use it all the time, and I, I tend to lose it. Like, okay, irresponsible. Or Toriko just probably doesn't understand the actual value in money. Yeah. Kamatsu actually says that to him. He's like, well, you know, you don't understand. He, Tariko, I don't think Tariko even sees the money, though. He's just like, just people he's, like, good for as soon as he delivers something. They're like, oh, we're going to pay you X, Y, and Z. Probably gets wired straight to his account. Oh, my God. I, I assume Tori goes by and it's just fight, 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 eat, 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 take off shirt. Take off pants. <laughs> take a <laughs> random bath in the river. Oh, my God. Pet Terry. Oh my, I feel like he loves Terry the most, like, so much. I would love to have a pet like Terry. Uh, I don't know what to call I it. I mean, wouldn't you love to have a pet that was basically God? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, he, again, like, all the relationships and stuff, like, if every time he interacts with Terry, it feels more genuine than with anybody else. I don't know. I guess, like, man's best friend sort of thing. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure if Toriko gave it any real thought, he would probably make Terry his actual partner and not Komatsu. If only Terry could cook. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's so cute because like the battle wolf's supposed to be like a lone wolf and all that, but then like when he was ever since like, he was there from birth and everything, so like Terry brings him food and stuff, and Trigger's like, no, like you have to eat too. He's like, come on. So I don't know. Terry, they just I feel like their bond is the best. He always seems so, like, sincere when he talks to Terry. Like, when he, he came back and then the, the animal partners were sparring, and he's like, oh, I, I know you were worried about me. And he's like, we're, we're always going to be together. <laughs> but when Reen proposes to him, he's like, okay. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? 
I'm sure if he could, he'd marry Terry. Yeah, I was like, if Terry was, wasn't a giant wolf, <laughs> or if it was okay, I don't know. He just, yeah. And then, luckily for Reen, like, if everything goes through, she has gourmet cells too, so they can both live together forever, literally. Because how, like, Ethra was, like, centuries old. I don't know. Like, you know what actually blew my mind about that? Um, Setsuno being the youngest one out of them. Oh, yeah. I never pieced that together in my head. I was like... Because, like, they all are super old. But then when you see the flashback, I didn't even notice her at first. She's just this little girl. Yeah. Her hair was like... Midora is like a teenager. Yeah. She's so sassy, though. She calls Midora an idiot all the time. She's like, oh, that idiot you guys work for? I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) And they're like, how dare you speak speak about Midora that way? I'm like, please. Yeah, Ichiro is probably the oldest one. He's always been brown. I just thought he was brown because he was, like, retired. Unquote, whatever. But he's always like that, which is pretty random. I wonder why Jiro, like, I guess he looks old on purpose. Because he can manipulate his body and make him look younger again. I guess to keep a low profile, too. Like, people, he's so unsuspecting in the, when he was first introduced. I was like, why is this old guy here? Old drunk-ass man. Yeah. And then... I noticed that um in the flashback there's like this little panel where he's he got in trouble and he had to stand over a gorge and he developed a fear of heights and then in the first chapter he's introduced he's like oh I'm afraid of heights so I drink to like make myself not so scared. It's like oh my god that was cute. I don't know what else. I had so many things to say. Oh well, we already have over two hours of talking. Yeah. That's a lot. I didn't. I didn't expect it to be that long. I could have told you that. <laughs> really, I'm. I'm not very surprised. Yeah, I don't know. I guess because I never really do this. I like sometimes like guest hosts, sort of, but I never say anything. Uh, always say like a little bit. I'm like, yeah, they did the thing. Yeah, but you get something you're passionate about and actually be in charge. Very easy to use up a whole bunch of time. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I've, I've actually, like, sat in a friend and had to explain all of Toriko to him. And he listened, because, I don't know, he's a weirdo. He's like, oh, I listen to whatever you talk about. So, okay. I talked for three hours straight about Toriko. <laughs> and this was before the cooking fest even happened. So, like, wow. Hey, it's nice to have a friend that listens. Yeah, it was really refreshing, because usually my other friends, like, they'll cut me off and ask stupid things, like, oh, well... Does Trigo eat people? Like, is he a cannibal? And I was like, no. Like, what? I'm, I'm sure if he could, he would. I mean, if he wasn't... If they were delicious, yeah. Yeah. And if it... I don't know. He, he's not a cannibal. He's, he's, he was nice at first, and he got even more nice. I don't think he's going to do it anytime soon. Unless he gets flavor changed by Jaw. He didn't even talk about their demon thingies. There'll be weird. lots of time to talk about stuff. Yeah. I'll say that for next time, I guess. I th- I think if um if people listen to this and we're wanting to take away anything, it should be that they should read Toriko and not be like everyone else where they just completely dismiss it for whatever reason they have. Yeah, cuz once you get past like even the first volume, it's like how many chapters is that? That's not even that many chapters. It starts, it starts to pull you in a little more, little by little. And then if you stick it out, you'll get to Ice Hell really fast. It's not even up. That's like 60, 70 chapters. 
And I've seen people read like 300 chapters in like two, three weeks. And they're like, oh, this is so good. It's like, well, you could do that with other things too, you know, not just yeah, like no the flavor of the week. Yeah, I used to be able to do that, but now I just, I can't. My brain fries way too easily. Yeah. I, I, I did that for like three years straight. I was like reading all kinds of manga back, back to back. I was like, okay, what should I read next? I read I Shield 21 and Tariq Alone Bells. I watched all like over 100 episodes of Gintama to catch up. And then I read Reborn and Fist of North Star and Hunter x Hunter. Gintama's been the only anime in like the past five years that I've been able to really marathon because I actually want to. Yeah, like it, it's entertaining enough to do that. So. Well, I guess that and Detective Conan, but yeah. Um, I don't know. It just it just started getting bad, like really bad out of nowhere. I think it kind of drops after Ice Hell, but then I think it really drops around um, Bubble Fruit. Yeah, because I remember you were tweeting about Bubble Fruit, and I was like, "Hey, that was fun." Well, for me anyway. It's not fun to watch. Like the material isn't bad, even though I. Th- I thought the material in general, like right up before uh, Toriko had to walk the um, road of bubbles or whatever, that was kind of weird. But I thought everything up to that wasn't bad, but I, I'll, I'll be honest, I was kind of bored. Well, yeah, because like, nothing really is going on. They're like, oh, we're training and stuff. Actually, you know what? After, after reading and watching it, Four Beasts is probably my least favorite arc. Yeah, Four Beasts, definitely. I'm that Pac-Man looking motherfucker. <laughs> I really like I don't know, it just felt dumb to me. Like and then nobody died. I was like, really? Hyped it all up. See, and I, I know I'm getting off topic, but the worst thing about that final is that it really doesn't help that in the anime they have the fucking sound effects. Oh yeah. It sounds like Pac-Man. Like, oh my God. like what the fuck? It really really upsetting. That just makes it worse. That was, it was so dumb. Like, Toei did that on purpose. They probably did. Like, <laughs> he's like Pac-Man. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Fucking Toei. Like, the only thing that came out of Forby's arc was Kamatsu's ranking, and then the king's trying to work together and um, unlocking the the king's, what is it, the, what is it, king's banquet? I think it's called uh, A Meal Fit for the King. Yeah, the English translation was that, yeah. And then... Tepe getting snatched, body snatched, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I just like saying that because it sounds crazy. <laughs> and then, yeah, that was it. Like, and if it was going to do that, it could have been a little less hype, I guess. It would made it less annoying. Because like, oh, such terrible things are going to happen. Everybody's going to die if we don't do this. Nobody died. You know, that, was that, that was it. Just Forby's arc being ridiculous. And then there was like a small fodder moment of like green Tariko moment. And it wasn't even that substantial, I guess. But it's enough for a crazy shipper, even though I don't know anybody who ships them. Everybody who ships in Tariko is, is mostly homo stuff. I mean, you don't really have a choice. There's yeah. not much to pick from. Unless you make up some canon in your head. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because the only people we have to choose from is Satsuno, Green, Melt the Second, Chiru, maybe. And then if you're desperate. Oh, no, no. Oh my god, people get mad if 
the other thing is all the people that you have to choose from pretty much you can only pair them with Komatsu. Yeah. There's no really no choice. Hmm. I saw like a drabble about um Kokoriko and Mama Suara, whatever her name is. Yep. I was like, okay. Yeah, there's really no choice. And I get no, it's not because it's too easy for Rin and Trigo. It's set up that way already. But then so was Kamatsu and Trigo, if you want to do it that way. I don't know why I don't want them together like that. Hm, yeah. I guess that's it. Yeah. Uh -oh. I, I, yeah. <laughs>